The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. say moms are the friggin' best. I was on vacation and I walked onto the beach where Bryn was laying out. And she said to me, this man came over to me and was like asking me my name and where I went to school and all this stuff. And I guess he was trying to do like a play date with his child, meaning on vacation, we're going to get into that. People are so desperate and need to make plans for their kids. And it's just not it. And I'll explain because I screwed up. But so I I believe that the man was trying to make a plan for his child, but I don't I don't trust a man. And I walked over to the chair and she was telling me the story. And another mom, like this blonde mom, walked up to me and she goes, There was a man who walked up to your daughter and it was not appropriate. And Brim was I was like, she was just telling me that. And the mom's like, Yeah, like that was not appropriate. So we got you. And it was just like this community, just like it's just the mom, you know, moms are the nosiest, yentaest bitches alive, but thank God, because, you know, they're scoping it out. They're on vacation. This is their time. 
They got to fucking figure out everything that's going out with, on with everybody. They got to have their three drinks in at home. They're doing laundry. They're taking their kids to school. They're ripping their hair out. Their roots are, you know, fucking silver. They're just trying to hang on by a thread. They're on vacation and they got, they just want to like let loose. And part of that is like gossiping and watching what's going on in other people's lounge chairs, you know? And you see the hostility come through overall on a vacation because people just like, you know, people get a little crazy. It's like they're getting a little crazy because they're not quite used to this new environment of relaxation. But anyway, I digressed because I'm going to get into that story about this lunatic by the beach. But this woman came up and she was like, we got you. And I just love that mom community, that like mama bear cub community. You know, I was on the plane coming home and Bryn was behind me and the woman sitting next to her said, do you want to sit near her? Like she just knew. And, but she herself, I guess her kids were back in first class. She was so happy to be away from her kids after a week. She's like, I have a 15 year old daughter and you know, her, her, her hair was falling out too after a vacation with her kids. So you can't win for losing because she went away to relax. And now she was with her kids for a week. So she doesn't, she doesn't know what to do. She wants to go back to doing laundry to relax after a vacation with her kids. But you know, it's just rough going, like being on a plane and you got your kids in the back. But like, there was like a mom nod. Like she was looking at me with my kid and she was just like, you're just speaking a language that only a mom understands. So I got to give a shout out to that mom coming up and being like, it was inappropriate that a man is talking to your child. And by the way, he could have been wanting to set up a play date for his kid. Nobody gives a good fuck. And it's a touching story. Man, don't come talk to my child unless I'm present. It's just fucked up and creepy. And we live in too fucked up a world that a man cannot walk up to my child, much less in a turquoise bikini, looking like a tan young goddess on, you know, the beach. Cause you know, a 14 year old could be an 18 year old. Just stay the fuck away from my kid any person, like frankly, any man stay the fuck away from my kid. So now on to the story about like kids and play dates, et cetera. So there's a fine line between your kid not wanting to be lonely on vacation and like now being trapped with other people. So we were going on this last minute vacation, Brent and I, three nights in Turks and Caicos, real impulsive, just like, let's do something we never do. Let's just not have it planned. Let's just go together, get on a plane tomorrow and let's just do it. It was very exciting for both of us. It was bonding. It was amazing. So we went. So the first day in, we were paddleboarding after relaxing all day because I said to her, I'll see you in three days is a joke. Meaning like, this is not like, where are we going? Let's go into the town. Let's go look at this. Let's go do that. Let's go hang gliding. Let's do, I was like, this is called mommy's laying on a lounge chair drooling and I'll see you in three days, which of course isn't what happens. We end up swimming and going to nice dinners and having a great time. But like, I don't want any obligations. This is not the activation trip. This is not Costa Rica, zip line, take a jungle tour, you know, put the mud mask all over our body, see the fucking monkeys. This is not that. This is like lay on your goddamn ass. You wanted to go. We agreed to go. We could have gone to the Hamptons and gone ice skating and sledding and all that shit. Instead, we decided to go to Turk. So enjoy the water. See you in a couple of days. And I have a very good kid at just being alone. Like she's just a very independent soul. She's like an artist. She likes to be free. She likes to go swim. She likes to collect shells. She likes to snorkel. She's the greatest. We're both loners and it's great, but we like to be together, like loners together. So by the same token, she would be having a different fun time if she had a kid around. And it's really different because then at the end of a vacation, she starts to get sad because she didn't really get to bond with me if there were other people around. So she likes to have like one day with another kid, but ultimately she doesn't like too many. She gets sick of people after sleepovers and stuff like that. Okay. 
So we're paddleboarding in the afternoon and I'm so trained from when they're young. You just want to like connect. Oh, Jeremy's four and Brent's four too. Yay. They can be best friends for the next three days and, you know, do color spin art. But now she's like a teen and people are cool and they're not cool and you like them and you don't like them. So there's a kid and now they're into the boys. So like, I don't know exactly what's cute, what's not cute, what's dork, what's not dork. Like I kind of do. But I also always tell her to be kind and someone could be not cool and they don't get to hang out with anybody. There was once she was invited to a bat mitzvah. It was someone she's not really good friends with them. But like I could tell by the vibe that like the kid, you know, she's thinks he thinks she's popular and pretty and cool. And so like he invited her and I said, just go. It'll make his life. Like I know you're not friends with them. And you don't want to go. It doesn't matter. You said you were going to go. He's probably excited. You never know if like he's excited you are coming and it's going to ruin his day. And you just, you just do, just be compassionate and just go. So we were in the water and there was this dad that we were talking to. And there was this kid who was like 14 and he looked cute enough. And the dad was like, oh yeah, he's dying to go tubing. And he's dying to do all this stuff because his siblings are older. And I'm thinking, oh, great. It's someone Bryn's age. She's friends with cool kids. She's friends with dorky kids. She's friends with everybody. She's an equal opportunity friender. Um, and she likes quirky people. She likes unusual Napoleon Dynamite types. So now she's sort of, I go, great. Bryn will go on the tube because she always likes the tube. Like, what's not to like the tube? But, like, I could tell she sort of maybe didn't almost want to go. So then I said, oh, okay, do you not want to go? She's like, no, I'll go. I don't know if she thought like maybe it would be an adventure and she might like it or she felt guilty because I'd said it. I don't know why, but she said, I'll go. So then she went and I said to the guy, I'll pay for half of it. He said, I'll get it. You can get tomorrow. I'm like, oh God, now we have tomorrow. So she went. And then after, I think she like, you know, said, I have to now go over to the pool with him. And I went back to the room for a while and then she didn't come back for a long time. I thought, oh, she's having fun. She met other kids. Who knows? So then it was like hours later and I got scared because she was just at the pool, like feet away from the room. But I just was like, where is this kid? So she came back. She's like, I felt bad. I didn't want to leave. I'm like, what? No, you're on vacation. Like you're not obligated to stay like and talk to anybody. She's like, I know. I just felt bad. I'm like, okay. So long story short, this kid's and the kid's father like kept, you know, chumming up with us. Like, hey, where's Bryn? And where are you? And where are you going to be? And now like on vacation with people that I don't know. And I'm like, oh my God, we're now like aligned. And the cautionary tale is like, it's great for you to want your kids to meet people, but like, then you could get into a situation where you're like trying to enter the witness protection program on vacation. You're like making up stories. I'm like, no, we have malaria. You know, Bryn has scurvy. She can't come out. Like, so she's like hiding half the vacation from people. So I don't know. You got to kind of let kids do their own thing. Like, it's not a great idea when they're 13 for parents to get involved in like who they're going to meet on vacation. I almost think it's better for them to just be annoying and lonely than aligning with the wrong kids because then you might feel like you're on vacation with their parents and I've had it too you get excited in the beginning of a weekend you like you know people are talking to you and everyone thinks it's fun and then you're like all right we're not on vacation with you like we're doing our own thing so vacations at hotels that aren't gigantic and even ones that are gigantic and I say that because like a kiddie pool you know if you have little kids the kiddie pool even at a gigantic hotel becomes real small and you meet all the families And it's great to meet people on vacation, but you can also get really fucking sick of them. And they seem really cool on vacation. And then you're like, yeah, I don't think we're going to be best friends forever. And I've done that too. Like it's all, so just like tread lightly with the friends on vacation. Like dip in and dip out. Always hedge. Always have somewhere you got to go and do like, 
don't get into like, oh, hey, we're dining at six o'clock too. Let's sit with you guys. Like, I don't mean to be negative. It's just, I just think you got to be a positive. You got to test drive people on vacation before you decide to buy. Not to mention the man ripping the people at the beach chair kiosk, right? Let's just fucking get this out of the way right now. Rule 101 is like, chairs are like, it's a tough shit program. Hotels have to either like implement, like you're in this room and you're assigned chairs. Like, why isn't that a case? You are in this room. We have 85 rooms at this hotel and we have 200, you know, the family of four. We have, you know, 250 chairs, like average it out. Like, right? That's what we have. And these are assigned to your room. And you can fight it out if you only got two assigned to your room, like in your four people. That's tough, tough shit. Each room should have two chairs assigned to it and not like a fight for your life. Like, why is every hotel a fight for your life with fucking beach chairs? So it's like the hostel program. People get up at seven in the morning to put their shit down on the chair. Then once the pool guys get in at nine, they start counting the time and making rules. You can't leave your chair for more than, you know, 45 minutes and you got to leave something on it. Now people are leaving forever and you're resenting them because they're leaving and going out on like fucking zip line tours and, and like, you know, glass bottom boat tours while the chair is just sitting there. Anyway, this guy, all I heard was this, get me two chairs now. I'm not exaggerating. Like yelling at these guys behind here. I took everything for me to not walk up there and be like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Like I was crazy. What would possess someone? What what do you think? Those two guys that were behind the kiosk woke up today and they're like, we're just going to fuck with the New Yorker and take his chairs. Like what's wrong with you? The guy put his shit. I later asked the guys what happened that he would yell like that. He put his shit down on the chair. He went off to breakfast for a while or whatever. Someone else took it off and took his front row beach chairs. Yeah. It's called the tough shit program. Okay. If you think you can fucking yell loud enough at these guys, buy yourself your own goddamn island or buy yourself your own chairs and get the fuck out of here. I was so mad. I was like, what the hell? And it makes, it just made me sad. It's soul crushing. Okay, I'm a big fan of Cozy Earth. Who doesn't love bed sheets that feel like butter? Oh my God, they're delicious. They make you feel special. They make you feel rich. They make you feel clean. They make you feel refreshed. The sheet sets are to die for. They fit my bed perfectly and they wash like a dream. Travel-friendly and hassle-free, Cozy Earth's bedding comes in adorable totes making it the perfect companion for your adventures near and far. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. Cozy Earth has everything you need to turn every moment into pure bliss. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use my code Bethany, B-E-T-H-E-N-N-Y, at checkout to get 35% off. Whoa! And let them know that I sent you after you check out. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. The podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I said that my New Year's resolution was going to be that I can only control myself. I really love it. Like I can't control what other people say or do. I can only control myself and and my daughter. The other part of my New Year's resolution, it's a multi-tiered New Year's resolution, is to eliminate people, practices, obligations, anything that is soul-crushing. What do I mean by that? Like you, we're just so trained to do things we don't want to do. We don't even notice anymore. And there are things like there are jobs that I've had. I used to work selling on HSN while it's a good company and they have a great model and it's great for some people and people make a lot of money doing it. I would be two o'clock in the morning with neon lights, dehydrated and still talking about the same pair of leggings like 45 minutes later and your eyeballs would be falling out of your head on springs. And like the concept is that you're supposed to be happy because if you get this major TS, which is the sale opportunity, then you get to sell for 24 hours and you make the most money because you're on the biggest sale, but you're up in the middle of the night with your eyes bleeding and you're supposed to be excited. And I remember saying it was soul crushing. 
And like, I kept doing it until I really just said, like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I got to get off this ride. It doesn't matter how much money you pay me. There's no number you could pay me to do this. Years ago, when I had a radio show, they wanted me to come drive to Midtown every day and go in there and do the, do the radio show five days a week when I have other obligations and I'm a mother and I just, I didn't want to know that I had to be trapped inside a dark studio all day doing a radio show. It doesn't mean that that's a bad job. It meant that for me, that's soul crushing. Being on the housewives, that was soul crushing. It was just, it was wrong inside my body. It felt wrong. Relationships can be soul crushing. Plans can be soul crushing. Dynamics, like sibling relationships, parent and child relationships. And those you can't like just, you know, excommunicate a family member, but you can manage in a different way. And I just do not want to put myself in situations anymore that are soul crushing. Like I had a business partnership for a production company where I got paid a lot of money. I was guaranteed a lot of money. I didn't like the way it made me feel. I just didn't want to do it. I didn't like the partners and I didn't want to do it. Why? It was crushing my soul, crushing my spirit. I just think there's so many things that you can do. And if at all possible, you can avoid circumstances that feel like they're crushing your soul and your spirit, do it. And it creeps up on you. Don't even realize it. I have this therapist. He's like a sort of more of a life coach therapist. He doesn't believe in obligations. It, it means like he believes in obviously you're in a relationship and it's sacrifice and there are things that you do and, but you want to do them because you're in a relationship or, you know, it's the right thing to do. But like, there's a fine line between that and when like you're being guilted into doing things, you're doing things because you feel guilty. You're doing them because someone else is telling you that's what you do. And it makes you feel suffocated. And that's the type of stuff that crushes your spirit and crushes your soul. And then you get into dynamics at work. There are certain people, the way that they speak to you, it, it, it kills you. And you just like get into, you get heated or you get lit up and you just don't like the way that it makes you feel. Change the dynamic. Either make it that it's email or that you text them or that you're not the one that speaks to them or you just find a way to like control it. Find some sort of internal safe word with yourself or find a way to like reframe it. But anything that's soul crushing spirit crushing, just all of that should be eliminated. That is a big one. That's been a big one for me, but I'm really sticking to it. I'm not doing things that make me feel like my spirit is being dampened. It's too important to be alive and to be happy and to be positive because you'll become negative real fast being around things that aren't good for you and that make you feel bad about yourself or that, that crush your soul. Just don't do it if at all possible. And don't allow yourself to be treated in a way that is less than what you deserve. And if people around you, family members, people you work with, etc., are doing that, it's not going to be that you can cure it in a day. But start snapping that leash very subtly. Start reframing, retraining patterns. There's a way that a parent speaks to you that's like negative or that they're just not being respectful or there's some dynamic that was set up years ago, start, start to curtail that. Start to snap that leash. And a great way to do that is to say calmly, 
it's unacceptable how you're speaking to me, or it's unacceptable how you're treating me, or I'm not going to stand around and listen to this. Like exit from whatever situation is uncomfortable. Exit if someone's not treating you properly. Exit if someone's not speaking to you properly in the micro or the macro. That means you could break up with someone if that's habitual, or you could just step away from the situation at a holiday dinner if it's something with a family member that you really can't control. Take yourself away from things that have negative energy. It's very contagious and it's about them, not you. I'll give you more New Year's resolutions. Play tennis with better tennis players. Do not dumb yourself down. Do not punch down in your weight. Like if you want to get good at something, play the game with someone better than you, whether it's literally a game like tennis or volleyball or whether it's a work game. Elevate the game and do not accept less than what you deserve. I was telling my daughter today about a circumstance. I was saying, this has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And just because somebody tries to dampen your spirit or make you feel bad, that is nothing. Do not allow that. That is contagious. That will penetrate. Do not allow that. Find a distance from that. Keep a distance from that. Keep yourself protected from negative energy and people that try to bring you down and treat you less than what you deserve. Do not accept that. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.